Hello guys, welcome back to the Rambling Sesh, or welcome if you are new here. Today I will be continuing on reading creepypasta stories, and today we will be reading about Ben Drowned. Again, thank you guys all for supporting us. I know it's only just been me for the past couple of times, but I really do hope you guys are enjoying my storytelling and getting you guys into the spooky season. And also taking a trip down memory lane, because who does not love that? Anyways, I will start the story. Okay, I need your help with this. This is not copy pasta. This is a long read. But I feel like my safety or well-being could very well be depended on this. This is a video game related specifically Majora's Mask. And this is the creepiest shit that have ever happened to me in my entire life. Having said that, I recently moved into my dorm starting as a sophomore college and a friend of mine gave me his old Nintendo 64 to play. I was stoked, to say the least. I could finally play all those old games of my youth that I haven't touched in at least a decade. His Nintendo 64 came with one yellow controller a rather shoddy copy of Super Smash Brothers, and while beggars can't be choosers, needless to say, it didn't take long until I became a board of beating up level 9 CPUs. That weekend, I decided to drive around a few neighborhoods about 20 minutes or so off campus, hitting up a local, local garage sale, hoping to score on some good deals from ignorant parents. I ended up picking up a copy of Pokemon Stadium, GoldenEye, F-Zero, and two other controllers for $2. Satisfied, I began to drive out of the neighborhood when one last house caught my attention. I still have no idea why it did. There were no cars there and only one table was set up with random junk on it. But something sort of drew me there. I usually trust my gut on these things. So I got out of the car, and I was greeted by an old man. His outward appearance was, for lack of a better word, displeasing. It was odd. If you ask me to tell you why I thought it was displeasing, I couldn't really pinpoint anything. There was just something about him that put me on edge. I can't explain it. All I can tell you is that it wasn't in the middle of an afternoon, and there were other people within shouting distance. I would not even have thought of approaching this man. He flashed a crooked smile at me and asked what I was looking for, and immediately I noticed that he must be blind in one of his eyes. His right eye had that glazed-over look about it. I forced myself to look into his left eye instead, trying not to offend, and asked him if he had any old video games. I was already wondering how I could potentially excuse myself from the situation when he would tell me he had no idea what a video game was. But to my surprise, he said he had a few ones and an old box. He assured he'd be back in a jiffy and turned to head back into the garage. As I watched him hobble away, I couldn't help but notice what he was selling on his table. Littered across his table were rather peculiar paintings various artworks that looked like ink blots that a psychiatrist might show you. Curious, I looked through them. 
it was obvious why no one was visiting the guy's garage cell. These weren't exactly aesthetically pleasing. As I came to the last one, for some reason, it looked almost like Majora's mask. The same heart-shaped body with little spikes protruding outward. Initially, I just thought that since I was secretly hoping to find that game at these garage cells, some fruiting bullshit was projecting itself into the ink blots. But given the events that happened afterward, I'm not so sure now. I should have asked the man about it. I wish I would have asked the man about it. After staring at the Majora-shaped blot, I looked up at the old man was suddenly there again, arms length in front of me, smiling at me. I'll admit, I jumped out of the reflex and I laughed nervously as he handed me a Nintendo 64 cartridge. It was the standard gray color, except that someone had written Majora on it in black permanent marker. I got butterflies in my stomach as I realized what a coincidence this was and asked him how much he wanted for it. The old man smiled at me and told me that I could have it for free, that it used to belong to a kid who was about my age that didn't live here anymore. There was something weird about how the old man phrased that, but I didn't really pay any attention to it then. I was too caught up in not only finding this game, but getting it for free. I reminded myself to be a bit skeptical since it looked like a pretty shady cartridge and there's no guarantee that it would work. But then the optimist side inside me interjected that maybe it was some kind of beta version or pirated version of the game and that was all I needed to be back on cloud nine. I thanked the man and the man smiled at me and wished me well saying goodbye then. At least that's what what sounded like to me. All the way in the car ride home, I had a nagging doubt that the man had said something else. My fears were confirmed when I booted up the game. To my surprise, it worked just fine. And there was one saved file named simply Ben. Goodbye, Ben. He was saying goodbye, Ben. I felt bad for the man, obviously a grandparent and obviously going senile, and I for some reason or another, reminded him of his grandson, Ben. Out of curiosity, I looked at the save file. Eyeballing it, I could tell that he was pretty far in the game. He had almost all of the masks and three out of four remaining of the bosses. I noticed that he had used an owl stat statue to save his game. He was on day three and by the Stone Tower Temple with hardly an hour left before the moon would crash. I remember thinking that it was a shame that he had come so close to beating the game, but he never finished it. I made a new file named Linked. Out of a tradition, and I started the game ready to relive my childhood. For such a shady-looking game cartridge, I was impressed by how smoothly it ran. Literally just like a retail copy of the game, save for a few minor hiccups here and there, like textures being there that shouldn't be, random flashes of cutscenes and odd intervals, but nothing too bad. However, the only thing that was a little unnerving was that at times the NPCs would call me Linked, and at other times they would call me Ben. I figured it was just a bug. 
a fluke in the programming caused our files to get mixed up or something. It did kind of creep me out though after a while and it was around after I had beaten the Woodfall Temple that I regrettably went into the save files and deleted Ben. I had intended to preserve the file just out of respect for the game's original owner. It's not like I needed two files anyway. Hoping that would solve the problem, it did and it didn't. Now NPCs wouldn't call me anything. Where my name would be in the dialogue, there was just a blank space. My safe file was still called Link though. Frustrated and with homework to do, I put the game down for a day. I started playing the game again last night, getting the lens of truth working my way towards completing the Snowhead Temple. Now some of you more hardcore Majora's Mask players know about the fourth day glitch. For those who don't, you can google it, but the gist of it is that right as the clock is about to hit zero, on the final day, you talk to your astronomer and look through the telescope. If you time it right, the countdown disappears and you essentially have another day to finish whatever you were doing. Deciding to do the glitch to try and finish the Snowhead Temple, I happened to get it right on the first try and the time counter at the bottom disappeared. However, when I pressed B to exit the telescope, instead of being greeted by the astronomer, I found myself in Majora's boss fight room at the end of the game, the trippy box and arena. Staring at Skull Kid hovering above me, there was no sound, just him floating in the air above me, and the background music, which was regular for the area, but still creepy. Immediately, my palms began to sweat. This was definitely not normal. Skull Kid never appears here. I tried moving around the area, and no matter where I went, Skull Kid would always be facing me, looking at me, not saying anything. Nothing would happen, though. And this kept up for another 60 seconds. I thought the game had bugged or something, but I was beginning to doubt that very much. I was about to reach for the reset button when text appeared on my screen. You're not sure why, but you apparently had a reservation. I instantly recognized that text. You get that message when you get the room key for Andrew and the stock pot in. But why was it playing here? I refused to entertain the notion that it was almost as if the game was trying to communicate with me. I started navigate the room again, testing to see if there was some sort of trigger that enabled me to interact with something here. Then I realized how stupid I was. To even think that someone could reprogram the game like that, this was absurd. Sure enough, 15 seconds later, another mes message appeared on the screen. And again, like the first one, it was already pre-existing phrase. Go to the lair of the temple's boss. Yes or no. I paused for a second, contemplating what I should press and how the game would react. When I realized that I couldn't select no, Taking a deep breath, I pressed yes, and the screen faded to white with words. Dawn of a New Day Where I was ported to filled with the most intense sense of dread and impending fear I had never experienced. The only way I could describe the way I felt here 
is having the feeling of inexplicable depression on a profound scale. I am normally not a depressed person, but the way I felt here was feeling that I didn't even knew existed. It was such a twisted, powerful presence that seemed to wash over me. I appeared in some kind of weird Twilight Zone version of Clock Town. I walked out of the clock tower, as you normally do when you start from day one, only to find that all of the inhabitants were gone. Usually on the fourth day, the glitch, you can still find the guards and the dog that run around the outside of the tower. This time, they were all gone. What replaced them was the ominous feeling that there was something out there in the same area as me and that it was watching me. I have four hearts to my name and the hero's bow, but at that point, I wasn't even considered for my avatar. I felt that I personally was in some kind of danger. Perhaps the most chilling thing was the music. It was the song of the healing ripped straight from the game itself, but played in reverse. The music would get louder, building up so as if you should expect something to pop out at you, but nothing ever did, and the constant loop began to wear on my mental state. Every now and then, I would hear a faint laugh of a happy mask salesman in the background, just quiet enough so that it wasn't sure if I was just hearing things, but just loud enough to keep me determined to find him. I looked in all four zones of the clock town, only to find nothing. No one. Textures were missing. West Clock Town had me walking on air. The entire area felt broken. Hopelessly broken. As the reverse song of healing repeated for what must have been the 50th time, I just remembered standing in the middle of South Clock Town, realizing that I had never felt so alone in a video game before. As I walked through the ghost town, I don't know where I was. The combination of out-of-place textures and the atmosphere of the haunting melody of the once peaceful and soothing song being butchered and distorted. But I was literally on the verge of tears and I had no idea why. I hardly ever cry. Something had gripped me in here and the most powerful sense of depression that was both forging and crippling. I tried leaving Clocktown, but every time I attempted to zone out, the screen would fade to black and I would just zone into another part of Clocktown. I tried playing my Orkania. I wanted to escape and I did not want to be here, but every time I played the Song of Time or Song of Sorrowing, it would only say, your notes echo far, but nothing happens. By this point, it was obvious that the game didn't want me to leave, but I had no idea why it was keeping me here. I didn't want to go inside the buildings, and I felt that it would be too vulnerable there to whatever it was terrified of. I don't know why, but I came up with the idea that maybe if I drowned myself at the laundry pool, I could spawn somewhere else and leave this place. As I zoned in and ran towards the pool, that when it happened, Link grabbed his head and the screen flashed for a brief moment of the happy mask salesman smiling at me. Not Link. Me, with Skull Kid screaming playing in the background. And when the screen returned, I was staring at the Link statue from playing the song Elegy of Emptiness. I screamed at the thing 
just stared back at me with that haunting facial expression. I turned around and ran out back into South Clock Town, and to my horror, the fucking statue followed me, and the only way I could compare this is like the weeping angels from Doctor Who. Every so often, a random interval, the animations would play of the statue appearing behind me. It was like the thing was chasing me, or, I didn't even want to fucking say it, haunting me. By this point, I was on the verge of hysterics, but not even one did the thought of turning off the console occur to me. I don't know why I was so wrapped up in it. The terror felt all so real. I tried to shake the statue, but it would literally appear right behind me every single time. Link started to begin to make weird animations I had never even seen him do before. He would flail his arms around, spasm randomly, and the screen would cut to the happy mask salesman smiling again for a brief moment before I was face to face with that fucking statue again. I ended up running into the swords master dojo and ran to the back. I don't know why, but in my panic, I just wanted some kind of assurance that I'm not alone here. To my dismay, I found no one, but as I turned to leave, the statue cornered me in the cubby in the back. I tried attacking the statue with my sword, but to no avail. Confused and abacked into a corner, I stared at the statue waiting for it to kill me. Suddenly, the screen flashed again to the happy masked salesman and Link turned to the face my screen. Standing upright, mirroring the statue, looking at me along his copy, literally staring at me. Whatever was left on the fourth wall was completely shattered while I ran out of the gojo. Terrified. Suddenly, the game warped me into the underground tunnel, and the reverse song of healing queued up again, as I was given a brief moment of rest before the statue started to appear behind me again, this time aggressively. I could only take a few steps before it could summon behind me again. I hurriedly made my way out of the tunnel and appeared in Southern Clock Town. As I ran aimlessly, in the sheer panic, suddenly a redead scream and the scream faded to black as dawn of a new day appeared again. The screen faded in and I was standing on the top of the clock tower with Skull Kid hovering over me again, silent. I looked up at the moon, was back, looming just meters above my head, but the Skull Kid just stared at me hauntingly with that fucking mask. A new song was playing. The Stone Tower Temple theme played in reverse. In some sort of desperate attempt, I equipped my bow and fired off a shot at the Skull Kid. And it actually hit him. And he played an animation of him reeling back. I fired again on the third arrow. And text box appeared saying, That won't do you any good. Hee <laughs> hee. And I was picked up off the ground, levitated upwards on my back, and then Link screamed as he burst into flames, instantly killing him. I jumped when this happened. I'd never seen this move used by anyone in the game, and Skull Kid himself didn't have any moves. As the death screen played, the lifeless body still burning, the Skull Kid laughed, and the screen faded to black, only to have me reappear in the same place. I decided to charge him, but the same thing happened. Link's body was lifted off the ground by some unknown force, and he immediately burst into flames. 
again killing him. This time during the death scene, the faint sounds of reverse song of healing could be heard. On my third and final try, I noticed that there was no music, and this time, all that there was was an eerie silence. I remember that in the original encounter with the Skull Kid, you were supposed to use the Organa to either travel back in time or summon the giants. I attempted to play the Song of Time before I could hit the last note. Link's body once again horrifically exploded into flames and he died. As the death screen neared its end, it began to chug as if the cartridge was trying to process a lot of something. When the screen came to, it was the same scene as the first three times, except this time Link was laying on the ground dead in the position I had never seen in the game before. His head tilted up towards the camera with a skull kid floating above him. I couldn't move. I couldn't press any buttons. All I could do is stare at Link's dead body. After around 30 seconds of this, the game simply faded out to the message, You've met with terrible fate, haven't you? Before kicking you out to the title screen. Upon getting back to the title screen, starting up again, I noticed my save file was no longer there. Instead of Link, it was replaced with Your Turn. Your Turn had three hearts, zero masks, and no items. I selected Your Turn, and immediately when I did, I was returned to the clock tower rooftop scene of my Link dead and the kid's skull hovering over with the skull kids laughing looping again and again. I quickly hit the reset button when the game booted up again and there was one more saved file below your turn entitled Ben. Ben's save file is right back where it was before. I deleted it and the stone tower temple was the moon almost crashing. I turned the game off at that point. I'm not superstitious, but this way was too fucked up, even for me. I haven't played it at all today. Hell, I didn't even get any sleep last night. I kept hearing the reverse songs of healing in my head and just remembered the scene of the dread I felt exploring Clock Town. I drove back into the old man's house today to ask him some questions with a buddy of mine. No way was I going there alone, only to find that there's a for sale sign in the front yard when I rained the door and no one was home. So now I'm back here writing down the rest of my thoughts and recording what happened. Sorry if some of this has grammatical errors and whatnot. I'm running on no sleep here. I'm terrified of this game even more so now that I relived it a second time writing this all down. But I feel like there's still more to it than what meets the eye. And that there's something calling to me to investigate this further. I think Ben is something to this equation, but I don't know what. And if I could get a hold of that old man, then I would be able to find some answers. I need another day or so to recuperate before tackling this game again. It's already taken a toll on my sanity, I feel like. But next time I do this, I'm going to be recording my footage all the way through. The idea to record only came to me towards the end, so you see the last few minutes of what I saw, including Skull Kid and the LG statue. But it's on YouTube here. I'm going to say this in the thread for a little while longer before I fall asleep to answer any questions you guys might have or hopefully listen to your ideas or theories 
to help me shed some light into this or maybe things I should try to do. I think I'm going to play Ben's file tomorrow to see what happens. Maybe I was supposed to do that all along. I don't believe in paranormal shit, but this is a little fucked up. Maybe this is Ben Guy is just a really good hacker slash programmer. I don't want to think about the alternatives if he isn't. That's the end of the copy slash paste. I'm hoping that maybe this is some kind of running gag the developers had that the other people have gotten gagged or hacked copies of the game like this. This just really scares me. I'm going to post what happened and link the video footage, but last night everything got too real for me. I think I'm done messing around with this. I passed out pretty much immediately after making the thread, but last night, that Elgie of Emptiness statue, I had a dream about it. I dreamt it was following me in my dream, that it would be minding my own business when I fell my neck hair stand up on end. I would turn around. That thing, that horrible lifeless statue, would be staring with those empty eyes right at me. Merely inches away in my dream, I remember calling it Ben, and never before had I ever dreamed that I could remember so vividly. But the important thing is, I did get some sleep, I suppose. Today, putting off playing the game as long as I could, I drove back up to the neighborhood to see if the old man came back. As I expected, the car was still gone and no one was home. As I was walking back to my car, the man next door mowing the grass killed the power to the lawnmower and asked me if I was looking for someone. I told him I was looking to talk to the old man that lived here, to which he told me what I already knew. He was moving. Trying a different venue, I asked if the old man had any family or relatives I could talk to. I discovered that this old man had never been married, nor did he have any children or grandchildren. Though adoption? Starting to become worried, I asked one final question, one that I should have asked from the beginning. Who was Ben? The man expression turned grimmed. I learned that four doors down around eight years ago on April 23rd, the man informed me that it was the same day as his anniversary. That's how he knew the specific date. There was an accident with a young boy named Ben in the neighborhood shortly after his parents moved, and despite any further attempts to talk to the man to get more information, he would divulge anything else. I went back and started playing again. I loaded up the game, and immediately I jumped to the title screen where the mask flies by. The sound that played was not the normal whoosh sound. It was something much more higher pitch. I pressed start, branching the worst. Just like two nights ago, the files, Your Turn and Ben, were displayed. Truth be told, I looked at the Ben file earlier and seemed to fluctuate between displaying the owl save and not. I brought up the Ben file, hesitant for a moment, noticing that the stats were not the same as they originally were two days ago. It seemed like he had already completed the Stone Tower Temple this time. Summoning my courage, I selected it. Immediately, I was thrust into complete chaos. Sure enough, I was outside Stone Tower Temple, but that's about all it was expected. The zone itself wasn't called Stone Tower Temple, but rather... S-T-O-N-E. And immediately a dialogue box of completed gibberish that I couldn't make out greeted me. 
Link's body was distorted, his back cocked violently to the side where his posture was permanently disfigured. Link's expression was dull, almost monotonous. He had expression on his face that I didn't recognize before. It was a blank look, as if he was dead. As Link stood there, his body spasmed irregularly back and forth. I examined what had become of my avatar and noticed I had a seat button item I had never seen before. Some kind of note, but pressing it did nothing. Sounds played back and forth and I didn't recognize from the game. Almost demonic in nature. And there was some kind of high-pitched yipping of some kind of laugh and something playing in the background. I had all of the two minutes to take the environment before another one of those fucking algae of emptiness statues was summoned and immediately after I was cut into the dawn of the new day. Except this time, it was without subtext. I was a duke scrub in Clocktown. This scene would normally play after the first time you traveled back in time. Tati would say, what just happened? It's as if everything has. But instead of saying, start it over, she finished her remark in broken text as the laugh of a happy masked salesman played in the background. I was put back in control of my character, but from a fucked up camera angle, I was looking from behind the door to the clock tower, watching my avatar run around as a duke scrub, seeing as how I really had no place to go because I couldn't see anything. I burglarly went inside the door. There was a greeted by the happy mask salesman who simply told me, You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you? Before the screen widened out. I was in Tremaine Field as a human again. I might as well not have been playing the same game anymore. It was being worked around and there was no sign of a day clock or anything. It took a moment to get my bearings as I looked around the field and I immediately... I could tell that this was not normal. There was no enemies in a twisted version of the Happy Mask Salesman theme playing. I decided to run towards Woodfall before I noticed a gathering of three figures off to the side, one of them being Epona, and approached them to my horror. I saw the Happy Mask Salesman, the Skull Kid, and the Elgi of Emptiness statue just standing there. Figured maybe they were bugged out, but by now I told myself that I should know better. Nevertheless, I approached them carefully and found that the Skull Kid was playing some kind of idle animation on loop. Same with Anopa, and the LG of Emptiness statue was doing what it has been doing all along, just standing there eerily. It was the happy masked salesman that scared me more profoundly than the other two. He too was idle, wearing the shit-eating grin, but wherever I moved, his head slowly followed me. I had not engaged in any dialogue with him, nor was I in combat with him, yet his head still continued to follow my movements. Reminded of my first encounter with the Skull Kid on top of the clock tower, I pulled out my Octrina, to which the game played the ding sound that you're supposed to play your Octrina, and tried a song I haven't played yet. The Happy Masked Salesman owns songs, and the song that had been played on loop back in day four, the Song of Healing. I finished playing the song as I did, 
a ear-piercing shriek blasted on my TV, and the sky immediately started flashing. The Happy Mask Salesman twisted theme song sped up, intensifying the fear inside me, and Link exploded into flames and died. The three figures stayed lit up during my death scene as they watched my lifeless body burn. I can't describe to you how sudden and terrifying the transition from eerie terror it is to you're going to have to watch the video if you want to see firsthand. The same fear that caused me to lose sleep two days ago started to grip me again and I was met with a text, you've met with horrible fate, haven't you? For the third time, there has to be some kind of meaning behind that. I had a little time to ponder as I was immediately given another small cut scene to transform into Zora and now I found myself in Great Temple Bay. Hesitant but curious to see what the game had in store for me, slowly made my way towards the beach where I found Ipona. I wondered why the game had decided to put me here. Was the game implying she was trying to get a drink? Unable to take the mask off, I decided that riding the steed wasn't the reason she was placed there. Suddenly I realized that Ipona kept neighing and the way she was angled made it look like she was trying to signal point to me off in the distance. It was a hinge, but I dove into Great Bay and started swimming. Sure enough, I almost missed it. I found something at the bottom of the ocean, one last algae of empty statue. I went down to examine it, and suddenly my Zora started doing a choking animation I had never seen a Zora do before. Which didn't even make sense, because Zoras can breathe underwater. Regardless, my character choked to death and died, and again the statue was the only thing that was highlighted in my death. I didn't respond this time. I was booted back in the main menu, and I restarted the console. The press start screen was before me. I knew the only reason why it would put me here is because its save file had changed again. Taking a deep breath, I pressed start, and I was right. The new save files told me about Ben. Now it made sense why the statue appeared when I tried to go to the laundry pool. The game must have anticipated how I would try to escape the day four clock town. The two files told me his fate as I suspected Ben was dead. He had drowned. The game obviously isn't through with me. It's taught me with the new save files. It wants me to keep playing. It wants me to go further. But I'm done with the shit. I'm not touching any more of the files. This already was way too horrifying for me and I don't even believe in the paranormal. But I'm running out of explanations. Why would someone send me this message? I don't understand it. I just get too depressed thinking about this footage is up here for those who want to see it and try to analyze it. Maybe there's some kind of coded message in the gibberish of something symbolic in what I went through. I'm too emotionally immensely drained to fuck with this anymore. Okay guys, this story is getting a little bit longer. I will continue this in part two. So thank you for listening to the rambling sesh and I'll see you in part two.